listening to the curious commentaries from across our network. Hello, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to our Graffinia podcast. Uh, my name is Matthew Duffy. Uh, I am one of the directors of the performance and development team. And today uh, in studio with me, I have Ashley Scott. Good morning, Ashley. Hello, how are you? Good. So uh, let's start, Ashley. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background. Oh, hi. Well, um, as I said, I uh, am Port Ashley and I started the business in 2005. I bought a printing.com franchise. Um, previously, I'd worked um, in a family bakery for about 15 years, so knew nothing about this industry whatsoever. Um, I moved to the Nettle Formula in 2014 and um, sold my business back to Grafinia in 2017 and now I'm working with the performance and development team um, in a consultative capacity. And I think one of the things that we sometimes joke a little bit with Ashley about is um, one thing we didn't tell you, obviously, when we went to purchase your business was at that point, you are our highest performing Nettle partner. And that really is the foundation of what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we're looking at essentially some top tips uh, to growing your business, to, to turning your business into one of our top performers. Um, and that's that's essentially our subject matter. So I suppose, Ashley, my first question is for you, where does it start? Where does um, growing that business, where does developing that business start for you? That's an easy question, Matt. It's all about the attitude, the desire, the motivation, the hunger of the business owner. Um, if you don't have that, um, there is no magic wand. It's about hard work right from the from the start. And if this is not in place, it's game over before you start. And I think one of the points we talked about was it, it, it's not always just about them having that hard work. It's how they distill that down to their team. Absolutely. Yeah, I was nothing without the people in my team. My business wouldn't have been a success if I didn't have the good people around me. So let's take it that uh, our community has has that attitude. Um, where from that point where would you go to what would be the starting point if you were taking over a new business or you were starting a business where would you start from well i think consistency is the number one factor that i would look at in in any business it doesn't matter whether it's a net or printing.com or anything else for that matter um it's about being consistent it's about planning it's about having visibility for your team and encouraging them to get involved of course it's sharing core values it's doing marketing as a whole and, and involving everyone it's doing it at a set time each day it's part of the regular activity um, we used to use the nettle perfect week as a template um, that everybody in the team could see this is a resource that was online and ready, readily available for me so once you built this ethos of look marketing is just a thing we've got to do every day outreach is just part of the day-to-day -day activity um what would be say your next step the next layer that you would put on after you've come up with the plans and the plans are clear and everyone was starting to get involved okay well again you just need to do the, the basics the simple stuff needs to be done really really well and, and what i mean by that is i used to make sure that the people in my team used to get up when people used to walk in the studio make sure they look at them in in the eye their dress code was 
was acceptable. And what I mean by that is, you know, no sleeveless vests and stuff like that. The studio was always tidy. I was very, very particular about not having boxes and paper and desks needed to be tidy. Look at your window. Look at the studio from outside before you even walk in. Is it does it you know, does it tell people that this is a really well organized business? Um of course, when you use the phone, be polite, enthusiastic, come up with ideas. Um, just just in, be invested in every client's business. In my studio, we encourage people to come in and collect or we would, you know, I would go off and, and deliver stuff personally. A lot of people said to me, that's a waste of time. But to me, it just meant another opportunity to spend time with my clients, build rapport and talk about the next project and look at other things that potentially we weren't helping them with. Most of this is free. It's easy. It's it's about generating connection with clients. And my, I remember my father used to say to me, people buy from people. And I think we are forgetting that. You know, this business is about people. So in my area, I wanted to be known about town as the man to talk to, not the person who was going to sell you something, but the person who would give you good advice. And it's all about increasing the number of interactions that I had. More FaceTime for me led to more orders. Um, Emails are easy. Yes, of course they are. And they have their place. But a quick call is so much more personal. On top of that, it's about then encouraging the team to follow the lead. It's about making this a habit in the business, not the exception. So it's about having the right culture and your team following your lead. In other words, monkey see, monkey do. So in terms of um, the basics, once you felt you had uh, the right people, you'd done the right level of planning and the, the appearance and attitude in the business was correct. In terms of, say, specific marketing activity, what did you find really worked for you? Okay, look, Matt, um, you and I both know there's lots and lots of ways you can market to your end clients. The truth is you need to do a little bit of all of it. But again, I go back to the word consistency is the key. But if you are forcing me, and I had to pick a few highlights, uh, I guess they would be the power of the phone call. We seem to live in a world where everyone wants to just send an email. I tried to ban email usage in my studio as much as possible. Um, what I mean by that is that I used to get my team to, if, if somebody inquired or uh, had an email inquiry, I used to say, right, we need to call you. If we sent a proof, I said, don't email them the proof or email them proof, but then call them and tell them that you've emailed the proof. If their delivery was in, yes, sure, send them an email, but call. Everything was followed up with a call because you cannot build relationships with keyboards. I think, again, I try to avoid customers struggling with what we call void time. They knew where their project was and what was happening next. And I think that's really important in building future relationships, if you like. And it wasn't that we just made calls. We tried to put service levels on how quickly we would call you back. For example, emailed inquiries. I would target the team to call those people back within two minutes of them email arriving. So so why was it, uh, in your eyes, so important uh, that it was a speed of a call, not just a call? 
you do you remember the old saying that you never get a second chance to make a first impression we know that that email that inquiry probably went out to 10 other businesses and just by being quick efficient and proactive we won the majority of these inquiries Often when I spoke to the client, they were amazed at the speed of the response. They used to say to me, Ashley, I've just hit the return button on the keyboard. We started this new relationship with a positive impression. We were off to a winner right from the start. So phone calls seem to be, and an outbound phone activity seems to be a major part of the work there. Um, why else is making that phone call so important to you, say, rather than just sending an email? Because it's about the human touch. I mentioned it earlier. For me, uh, you can't build a relationship with a keyboard. You you know, that's, the, that's it. So we've got cool activity. We've got doing the simple stuff right. What else sort of made up your weekly marketing mix? Um, I guess to me, networking was another significant part of, of the mix. Um, Not just me, but the whole team. Um, On average, we were attending, between the four of us, about seven events per week across the team. And these included, obviously, standard BNIs, bobs. um, But we were also very proactive in looking at um, Eventbrite. Uh, For instance, um, the the new Mercedes garage was opening a new showroom and they had an open day. We would go to that. The local university had talks coming up with with guest speakers. We would go to that. Because it doesn't have to be a networking event for it to be a networking opportunity for your business. I was also um, used to get invited to um, the Exeter Chiefs rugby matches from time to time. And I remember just from talking to people at half time, I won numerous new clients. And in fact, actually, one of the biggest clients I met was at a rugby match. So it doesn't have to be traditional, formal networking events. Every time you're out and about is an opportunity. It's just about making connections. Absolutely. So phone calls uh getting the store correct and obviously your networking events um these are all really important to you if i had to ask you what what else would you consider uh played a big part in making that business so successful for me the next big thing was the um amount of marketing plans many marketing plans that were available on w3p Um, It made sense for me to use these. You know, they were all done. The planning design is already done. So I I just had to pick a theme and follow the plan. So I know there's a number of those sort of mini marketing plans, mini tools within W3P. If I had to force you today to pick one, what, which one would you say is your favourite or maybe the one that produced the best results? God, you always put me on the spot, Matt, don't you? But yes, there are a lot. But I suppose the one that I, my go-to one was the Lost and Dormant because I always had good results with that. Um, we used to run it um, every month. It was on my, uh, my, my desk. It was on my team's desk. And, and the reason it, it was there, because the calls were easier. Um, we'd already had a sort of relationship with these people. So we ran the report. We'd pick a few targets. Um, I always made it small and, and manageable because I made sure that we had to follow it up. We would send out the mailer. And then, as I said, followed it up with a call. It's not rocket science, but it worked. 
Um, one story I will always tell is a client that ordered, that had ordered 5,000 A5 leaflets at about 99 quid. And I think it was 18 months previous to when we made the call. We sent them a mailer, I followed it up with a call and just had a chat. There was a new marketing manager there because our original contact had left. We got chatting and the new marketing manager said that we were one of 24 printers on her books and why should we use them? She said, we, we obviously just told her why. She asked us to, to, to uh, a quote on a job. That quote led to the order and which led to more orders. And over the, the course of the next five to six years, they became our biggest customer with a spend of over a quarter of a million pounds. I'm a massive believer in you will always miss 100% of the shots that you never take. So last question for you, Ashley, and I know I've put you under a bit of the spotlight today. Um, if, if I had to ask you to give three bits of advice uh, that you would give to any existing partner or a new partner looking to build that business, what would those three highlight piece of advice be? Okay, well, let's, I mean, there are three that I've got in my mind. Um, number one is really the, the power of doing the basics right. Go, go back to, you know, old school ways of excellent customer service. Use the phone more. Be responsive and quick to act. But, and be polite, engaging and enthusiastic. And, and I mean, be enthusiastic in that other person's business because they really can tell if you are or you're really not. Um, number two, get outside of the door. Don't sit behind your desk all, all the time. Look at what's going on in the community. Go to events. Become known as, you know, the person that's out there all the time. People used to say to me, you know, you would go to the opening of an envelope, Ashley. We see you everywhere. But that was it. Meet people and build personal relationships. Finally, you can't do it on your own invest in your team you need to have them behind you they need to share your vision and your goals you work as a unit do activity together reward and celebrate the successes and build outbound activity you know into the day-to-day -day running of your business i think that's about it well, thank you, Ashley, so much for your time today. Uh, for any more information on the topics that Ashley's spoken about, please do have a look at W3P Resources. Um, of course, the performance and development team are there to help, uh, to help you with some of the planning stuff, to help you build a marketing plan, uh, whatever you need to help grow that success. And also, um, if you want to, book in an appointment uh, for a phone call with Ashley. Um, he's very, very happy to talk to you guys about what he did and what worked for him and, and how he can help you grow that business. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, what, what, eh? <laughs> oh, gosh, that was good, wasn't it? Jolly guy, I thought it was smashing. Absolutely. <laughs>